everyone. So my name is Elaine. Um, I'm one of the many hosts that you'll hear on the UCB podcast. Uh, the aim of this podcast is to shine a positive light on the, the life of UCB and the, the people and events that go on around the, the college and university that you might not even be aware of. I've got to be honest, I wasn't aware of a lot of them before we interviewed them. We're in difficult times. Um, it's tough to forge the kind of community that we might be used to or we might want. So our aim really is to share a lot of the great things that are still going on, um, the support that's available to you, and to tell you about some of the amazing people that work and study here. Each episode, we'll be putting the spotlight on students or staff who we think are doing amazing work, um, a UCB industry link to offer insight to their field and to inspire you in your future career, and a focus theme. So this week, we're talking to about student mental health and wellbeing with the support of Pro Vice Chancellor Alice Welby. Yep, I'm Alice Wilby. I'm the Pro Vice Chancellor for Access, Participation and Student Experience. I'm with uh, Alpha. Hi, I'm Alpha and I'm the President of the UCB Guild of Students. So we've uh, we've come together today to, to talk a little bit about health and wellbeing uh, for Lockdown 2.0 and, uh, and just share some of the things, uh, the support that that staff and, and students can can receive or, or some tips and things that we've heard from our kind of UCB community to, to help us going into this one. Um, it's a little bit different in, in my mind anyway from last time. I think we know a bit more about what's coming. Um, the restrictions aren't quite as, as tight as they were previously, um, but we're also going into winter. I don't know about you guys, but I always feel a little bit a little bit lower in winter anyway. I don't like I don't like the dark nights. Um, so I suppose firstly, just just sharing what what we kind of learned from from the first lockdown, really. So I guess um, in terms of what what we learned, what I think we learned at UCB about students and how to support students was that the students who were successful and who seemed to have a not I'm not sure anyone had a good time in lockdown, but have a reasonably good time um, were students who did their best to carry on studying and I'm not saying that because I think that it's really important that although it is important that students do well academically that's not the main point of that I think the point is students who kept to a routine and tried to keep some aspects of normality going seemed much more successful than those who decided that the response was to switch everything off for a few weeks I think if you do that it's very hard to get back again um, it's not impossible, but it's easier if you keep the routine going. And we found that students who kept a routine going actually academically did much better than we might have expected in a normal year. Um, yeah. So that's really important. But I think there's lots. Of, I mean, personally, um, the thing I learned in lockdown last time, which was a surprise to me and will be a surprise to anyone who actually knows me, is um, that exercise is quite important, even if I hate it. Um, so, and Elaine and I have very different views on exercise, but um, I usually have to be dragged from my house on my sofa because that's where I'd like, rather be. Um, yeah. But you actually, I made a point of going for a walk every day last time. Um, and I think that's really important. It's harder at this time of year, as you say, because um, by the time I finish work, it's dark. Um, but it is important to try to get outside every day if you can and get some fresh air. Yeah, definitely. What about you, Alpha? Anything you learned from the first one? Um, um, the main thing I'll say um, I learned from the first lockdown is I know that our students are brave and are able to adapt to any situation they are put through. And it's mm -hmm. amazing 
how our students were able to come together and um, ask for the things that they knew they needed, which helped us identify the support we needed to put in place to ensure that their experience is not that much affected, even though the coronavirus was happening, and students had to adapt to new changes. And the key thing was um, that I learned from lockdown, and I think it's really beneficial, it was um, know, knowing the importance of getting together as a community, speaking to your colleagues and classmates, and also, like Alice said, ex exercising is quite a key thing, which it gives you the opportunity because we all had the opportunity to go out and exercise for an hour. So going out, going to a little bit of seeing a bit of different scenery outside, like going for a short walk, because yeah. most people didn't go to exercise regularly, but they didn't know by walking to uni and going back, getting in public transport, they were actually doing some form of exercise by just walking. So. Uh, which was really important and everyone was getting involved in that. Definitely. I mean, I, I think from, like, I've got a step count on my phone and, uh, you know, I get I get a little bit little bit obsessed by it sometimes. And I think seeing that plummet during lockdown was actually really depressing. <laughs> so I think being able, I mean, unfortunately, I've got a dog, so she kind of dragged me out every day for a walk, um, whether I like it or not. But but that, that thing, I think exactly that, Alpha, you don't realise how much exercise you actually do in a normal day maybe just going going to work, going to uni, that sort of thing. Um, I think for me, what what I learned, I think, yeah, the, the exercise thing, definitely. It's not as easy as you might think for me, Alice. Just make it make it look like I enjoy it. Um, but I think uh, being in touch with people, and actually it's, it's really surprised me, like my, how tech savvy my, my parents are now. You know, they're, they're in their 70s and they're, they're, they're Zoom calling me and things like that. <laughs> So I think um, I think this time we're maybe a bit more prepared on the on the tech side, I think, for how we can engage with each other and, and that sort of thing. So I think that's probably something going into this one. Um, I think, I mean, one of the things we wanted to kind of talk about was maybe just other tips and things for, for students in particular going into this time, because we do have a number of students who live alone or, you know, um, maybe have young children. I think from that point of view, the school staying open is, is a massive bonus. Definitely. I've, I've got a young child and that, that made me very happy. Um, I'm not, not a very good homeschooler. Um, but also the winter and, and just general worry about jobs. A lot of our students are in jobs that they maybe are a little pre precarious at this time. So uh, any, you know, and, and that causes additional worries around money and that kind of thing as well. Is there any support that, you know, what sort of things would um, the university be able to help with over this time, Alice, or things that they can access? Because, I mean, we're, we're staying open, aren't we? Yeah, so there's, there's lots. Um, the first thing to say is that there's a bit of a difference between the rules this, this time compared with last time. So this time, um, we are staying open and time, teaching timetables will continue. So if you were having classes on campus, they'll carry on. Um, so that's an opportunity to keep a routine, to keep in touch with people, to keep having conversations. That's really good. The other difference this time is that um, when you go outside for exercise, there's no limit on how many hours you can spend exercising. Um, and also you can meet up with one other person to exercise. Um, so there is a way of meeting people who are outside your household. It can only be one to one. Um, and you do need to keep two metres away from them. But that's at least an opportunity to go for a walk with a friend and have a chat. Um, there's at least some one-to-one -one social interaction there. If you've got very, very young children, they don't count in that number, so you can take them with you. Um, but that's only if they're under school age. Um, yeah. In terms of what the university can do to support students who um, 
are struggling with losing a part-time job. Um, the first thing I'd say is that depending on your employer, it's possible they might be able to furlough you. Um, so it's certainly worth asking the question um, because that's obviously great for students. But if they if they can't, and I know a lot won't, um, then students can register with Unitemps through Hired um, to see if they can find other part-time work. Um, if you can't manage that, if you're struggling for money, um, come speak to us. So um, contact the finance team. So studentfinance at ucb.ac.uk all the details are on the website um, and get in touch with us it's possible to apply for hardship funding um, the criteria are quite complicated so I'm not going to try and explain it here um, but definitely get in touch and ask the question and we'll see what we can do um, mm. the other thing is look out for each other um, I think and make yeah. sure that you, we we will be as proactive and as helpful as we possibly can but we can't possibly see what everyone's doing all the time and we don't always want to um but it's important that students tell us if they need help um, and if you think your friends need help um try and encourage them to come and speak to us yeah i think that from a i know that from a staff point of view and talking to the staff like they were really worried about some students that just fell off the radar um you know and they couldn't get in touch with them and and that sort of thing and and particularly coming to the end of their course but even now at the start you know it's it's you know really important to the staff that, that they know that, that that everyone's okay what about the guilds alpha what 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 sort of stuff have you guys got going on um yeah in terms of support i'll say um it's lockdown also the first thing is all students need to remember they are not alone on this and they need to still continue to engage with their community while they are by themselves or, or tie on body up with a flatmate or family member, it's really important that you ensure that you're not alone. And if you're alone as well and you don't have a choice, always we have a lot of online activities that will be going on within our course-based societies or with the guild itself, from online quizzes, um, guest speaker events, networking events. So always get in touch. Um, we have our website, www.ucbguild.co.uk, where you can always go and find out what's happening. And you can always email us if you might be struggling with something. Also remember, if you have feedback or you feel like you need to say something and share it, remember the support is there. And uh, because you might realize something you share, a lot of students might be going through the same thing. So sharing is quite important. It helps us identify what we might need to support you on, which I'll say that is there and make sure you utilize it. And if you don't feel like you wanna uh, speak to anyone, you can always log in into our website and you can share your ideas without knowing, no one knowing who you are and people can come in and vote on it. So you have that opportunity there. And if you are a parent as well, um, I'll say uh, we just launched in our Parents and Carers Forum today, which you can get involved in because uh, you are not alone as well. You can join the forum. Um, for, it gives you the opportunity to discuss what you might be going through and what changes we could do within the university to help your experience be better. As we all know, you have uh, kids you, are, you might be taking care of and you might have certain things that you want to change on campus or within your online classes, which we could help with. So it's really important that you get involved, let us hear your feedback and always know that there's support available when you need it is really important. Yeah, I think that's it. I think the fact that people are still here just because, you know, you may be stuck in the house a little bit more and that kind of thing. There's still people here, you know, the, the library's open if you need, you know, computer access and 
and you want to do some work, you know, even if you are solo, there's still people in and around. And I think sometimes just to see other people in 3D is is quite nice, you know, if you if you do live alone, for example, or, or you, you haven't seen a lot of people. Um, some of the things, so I, I had a quick look on the Bipper website. I thought they might have some tips on there. Um, they talked about uh, eating well, keeping hydrated, exercise, that kind of thing, the stuff we've talked about. I know lockdown one point, Oh, I definitely did not eat well and uh, and keep hydrated and avoid excess, which is the next one. Um, I I went for the approach of I'm probably never leaving the house again, so it doesn't matter what I, what clothes I can get into. Um, I think I'd like to think I would take a different approach this time. Um, I think the key ones for me that they came up with actually were were taking time to switch off. Um, and I mean, with the excess, they were talking a lot in there about social media and things like that as well, and that kind of doom scrolling. Um, you know, so I think that's really an important one for for our community as well. That that you know, do take time to switch off. I think for for students and staff, you know, you're working at home and and that home uh, home life and work life line can get very fuzzy. Um, and I think there's some tips around kind of where where you work with that and and you know, creating a space for yourself if you can and that kind of thing. So I think there's a number of things around that that are probably really important as well. Um, how did how did you guys find that in the first one with that kind of work life balance? Alex, um, I'm pretty sure we didn't have a balance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the key thing for me was to find a particular area around my house um, to use as a walk or study space, so that it's just separate from your social space, and um, it helps a lot as um, it even though you're not leaving the house, it and it makes you feel that you have been away from your work or your online classes and you're able to relax and do other things. So, um, because once you think about the space as well, it adds a lot in terms of thinking, I'm going into work, in terms of thinking about work as well itself. So it's really important to try your best to identify a space where you do your studies or do some work on, and also identify a space where you have your social activities and leisure. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree. Um, and I would also say, um, get dressed. Um, so don't do your legs in, in your pajamas in bed. Um, not because we necessarily care very much, but because I think it helps you get into the mindset of this is work. Um, this is this is thinking time. And then it means when you do want to go and relax, you can get changed, and the two things have a difference. Um, and I think the the other thing I found I agree on keeping a separate space if you've got one. Um, but also having clear time that's work time and not work time. So I always try to have at least one day a week where I don't do any work at all. Um, and I think that that's a good habit to get into. Ideally, you should have at least two days a week like that, but um, that's not always possible. But certainly trying to keep at least one, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I found one of the other things they suggested was a routine, which was quite a big thing for me. And I think that that links to that as well, you know, get up, get ready, um, you know, for me, it was go out and walk the dog, but get out and get some exercise, and and then kind of have a have a, a, a hit list for the day of what what you're going to get through and what you're going to do, and, and that kind of sense of purpose I think really is important. Um, so you know if you haven't got a space, you can still come into university if if that's feasible for you, and you can find a space to work if you can't find a quiet space anywhere. Um, but I think you know just having that sense of routine and and plan and and sort of moving towards something. Um, I think it's really important and I, I definitely found that that a big one for me um, and I think probably the last the last couple of points that they suggested which which would be a nice way to finish up um, there was a, a be kind 
and seek support. So the be kind was obviously supporting the people around you, but but be kind to yourself as well. Um, you know, so don't be don't be overly critical of yourself. I, I get a bit like that where I've got my to do list. If I don't get through it, I feel a bit a bit miffed at myself. Um, but I think you know being kind to yourself and 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 just looking for other people around you that might need support that may or may not ask for it. Uh, and the seek support. So if you are one of those people that you you know you can ask for it. And I think we've we've highlighted today that there's there's plenty of support around UCB that you know we'd love you to access and and we want to we want to help you get through this next period. Um, any last any last tips from you guys? Just in terms of where to get that support, if you need support with your mental health specifically, um, then. UCB support available is from the wellbeing team and the quickest easiest thing to do is send them an email um, so they're wellbeing at ucb.ac.uk um, there's also a lot of information on the canvas site um, so there's a canvas wellbeing page and that's got a huge list of other support that you might be able to access so different helplines for different organizations um, lots of the national organizations um, all sorts of other things you can access and um, the other one that I think people often forget about um, if you do need support um, the a good place to start is with your GP so with your doctor um, and if you're not registered with a doctor in Birmingham then speak to us at UCB because we can help you sort that out. Brilliant. Alpha last last point from you guys at the Guild. Um, I'll say um, to all students that um, to know um, maybe it's just saying to their colleagues or your friends are you okay today makes a massive difference and they might not even know so if you know someone that's struggling and they're not asking for help try to encourage them to ask for help and there's always uh, as ali said there's a lot of support available uh, you can always access it and with the guild you can always contact us on our website social media pages at any time we will respond and um, yeah, I'll say um, that's it for me. Um, we'll be around when you need the support. Brilliant. Alpha, Alice, thank you very much. Um, good luck to everybody going into uh, Lockdown 2.0. Remember, we're here to help um, and we will see you all soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Next, we've got our spotlight on staff section. Now, I've worked here a long time. I know a lot of the staff and their excellent industry backgrounds. However, some of you might not. So today we've got Dan Fry, who's uh, one of the new specialist hair and media makeup lecturers with Rob Swinnock to talk about his background in media makeup, film and prosthetics. All right. Thanks for talking to me today, Dan. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about your background in, in industry and what you did, um, obviously, well, still, but prior to coming to UCB? Sure. Um, well, <clears throat> I'm from uh, the States. I'm from uh, New York um, originally. Um, I, I've been in this country for 25 years. Um, uh, why I kind of uh, ended up in this country is a whole long story about meeting a woman in, in California and, and uh, coming over here. But um, basically, I started off uh doing sort of theater makeup um i kind of originally wanted to be an actor uh, when i was sort of sort of 11 12 13 years old um and explored the sort of theater world um you know or sort of theater uh sort of environment uh, but i started getting into doing kind of makeup because i really loved making kind of 
monsters and, you know, almost like wanting to uh, extend Halloween uh, <laughs> all, all year round, you know. Uh, but um, basically, I learned from kind of books and <clears throat> um, and 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 experimenting. There wasn't uh, courses like this in university and college or even makeup schools. Uh, certainly, in, in you know, in the sort of 1980s, there wasn't all this sort of um, options for for people who wanted to learn about uh, this kind of thing. Um, but so I uh, did a lot of sort of theater makeup in New York, did sort of low budget film uh, work, uh, you know, doing makeup. <clears throat> and then um, friends of mine made the move from New York to California and in 1988 moved to uh, California and worked um, for about four years from 88 to sort of 92, 93. Um, in uh, California and worked on movies like Terminator 2 and Nightmare on Elm Street 5 and, and Ghostbusters 2 and all these different movies and um, and uh, and basically ended up moving here in 93, 94, uh, I think in 93, um, and <clears throat> working on things like Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows and Game of Thrones and Doctor Who and Shaun of the Dead, lots of good things. But basically in 2012, uh, I started teaching uh, and it was more for kind of makeup schools and Neil Gorton has a, uh, he's a, a sort of effects artist and has his own school and um, sort of working uh, for, for that uh, sort of environment and, um, you know, found that I really enjoy teaching. Uh, it was, um, funnily enough, even sort of doing effects for films gets kind of boring after a while and, and the teaching was like a kind of almost like a kind of renewed um uh sort of interest or an in renewed sort of um you know challenge as well i think um it's not easy <laughs> you know most of the teachers will say that it's not not an easy thing um but um it's very rewarding i think and so um so yeah and 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 obviously this is my um new uh, uh challenge is uh, i'm i'm new to the uh, ucb um <clears throat> i've only started uh this semester and uh you know i really am a, i'm ex absolutely thrilled to be uh, to to be a lecturer here um and what i kind of see in the school <clears throat> and the teachers is um really impressive you know i mean i think um i i'm quite impressed by by uh, uh the, the the setup and and what they're teaching as well yeah brilliant uh, and it must be great for the students you know someone that's that's worked on films like that uh i'm a bit of a harry potter fan so i'll try not and go too fan on so yeah it was basically gringotts bank uh if you remember deathly hallows and, and the 60 yeah. goblins Gringotts, uh, that, that uh, there was probably about a hundred people involved in making all those uh, those characters. Wow. Okay, I'll watch it differently now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? So, I mean, you know, for me that would be really exciting. But again, obviously, if it's something that you're doing all the time, what 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 is your favourite part of sort of working in the industry? Then, what's what's the best bit, or what's been your one of your best memories? Uh, I kind of. I think that 
uh, I mean, because I kind of come from a sort of a <clears throat> kind of theatre and sort of acting kind of background, I really like uh, being on set and, and sort of dealing with teachers. I think um, uh, some people, funnily enough, uh, don't, even though they do uh, makeup, you know, they don't really, um, you know, kind of uh, are sort of very impatient with actors. You know, actors can be sort of both sort of very insecure and secure uh, all at the same time. Um, I um, I love uh, being around actors and seeing, um, you know, all the process on set. So, um, so yeah, I, I will kind of uh, miss all that, you know, being uh, here teaching, but mm. uh, I do miss all that. And, and what, you know, as much as we love our jobs, what's the worst part of, of the job for you when, when you were kind of doing all that sort of thing? What was the hardest parts? Oh, it's the hours. Um, basically, <clears throat> um, waking up at, uh, you know, getting to the set at sort of 2, 3, 4 a.m. Basically, the worst was a film called Victor Frankenstein. And we did, I think there's a, there was a sort of team of four people. Uh, putting this guy in this kind of full body kind of makeup of, of the creature, you know, the Frankenstein's creature. Yeah. And I think it started started at 4 a.m. Uh, it took six hours uh, and he was ready at 10 a.m. So, I mean, that, um, you know, yeah. I, I mean, if you imagine a whole day of work before you've even started uh, filming. Um, so, yeah, it's the hours. Um, it, it uh, you know, basically the worst question to ask on a uh, on a film is when are we going to be finished? <laughs> you know, basically you get, you finish when you finish. You know, you don't sort of uh, have any kind of set hours, and I think that can be, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> quite challenging for um, uh, you, you know relationships. It can be, you know, just the amount of sort of um things that i had to kind of cancel uh, because i was uh, filming you know that sort of thing yeah that's got to be a tough one that's got to be tough and and i suppose again what and not necessarily just for the the specialist hair media makeup students but for for generally for our students getting out into industry from someone that's obviously excelled in theirs what what advice would you give them to to be successful going out into into industry post graduation yeah, well, I kind of think um, <clears throat> the uh, thing is that basically to um, keep sort of your energy up, really, I think don't sort of take any of the sort of rejection as a personal rejection. I kind of think <clears throat> it's very easy when you're got so much kind of invested, you know, that that, that their creativity is kind of on the on the line really um to take these little sort of rejections as some sort of personal you know specified kind of uh you know judgment on them you know i think just <clears throat> keep at it um try and do as much um <clears throat> you know uh try and um kind of spread spread their sort of net you know basically i kind of like to think that it's sort of like fishing where you know mm. you can put like one fishing rod in the water or you can put 10 and i kind of think put 10 in the water and you're likely to kind of get fish as well so kind of just spread 
you're kind of um, you're uh, looking for work, kind of in in a sort of big way. Um, but also, um, you know, uh, just know that it's a kind of slow process. Um, but um, you know that that don't sort of knock back your kind of value. You know, so. <clears throat> Yeah, it, I think sometimes people expect to get out there and, and straight away they're going to be, well, working on Harry Potter or, you know, all, all the other things. But there's there's a lot of build up to that. Know that, you know, when, when uh, you know, I worked on Harry Potter, I've been doing this for 25 years, you know. So, uh, you know, and, and uh, it's it's uh, it's a funny old thing. And, and also, <clears throat> like, just as an aside, a lot of students. You know, and this will put this uh, podcast in a, or in a bit of a historical context is the whole COVID thing. Um, yeah. People or um, TV shows and movies are still being done. You know, I think the precautions are being uh, used, you know, um, all the um, uh, personal protection and such are being kind of used. There's testing, all that sort of thing. Um, so uh, or students might kind of worry, oh, my God, you know, I'm I'm learning about things that won't be used or they're sort of redundant. Uh, the film industry does not kind of stop for anything. Um, Pinewood Studios near London is expanding. There is a new studio in Dagenham down in sort of East London. There's more studios, I think, in Wales being kind of planned. This is even with all the kind of COVID uh, chaos, really things kind of continue as well, you know, because we want to watch TV shows and movies and all that sort of thing. Um, and the film industry is about, you know, one, making money, but also making things for people to, to see. So, yeah. you know, there's, there's probably a big worry with students that, you know, oh God, is there, are there actually an industry for me to go into? There definitely is. And I think that's probably the case for a lot of our students, like not not even those guys, you know, if you're in hospitality or sport or, you know, any of the other areas, like they, these industries will bounce back. I think that's that's the, the feeling I'm getting from talking to people in industry. Well, it's not even like it's bouncing back. It continues. You know, I know yeah. people that are working on, uh, you know, uh, Batman, uh, which is a thing with um, Robert Pattinson, has filmed all the way through COVID, you know, and even yeah. I think Pattinson... Robert Pattinson got COVID, <laughs> and he, yeah. he, he, you know, uh, took it took took a two week break, and then he came back to it. So it even got Batman, you know. <laughs> no, it, yeah, if it get Batman, it get anyone. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's brilliant. Thank you very much for your time, Dan, and hopefully our students and 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 staff as well can can take a lot from that. It's been really nice getting to know you uh, a, a little bit more, and welcome to UCB. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's wonderful. <laughs> so for our first spotlight on industry section, we thought we're better to start than with our own UCB restaurants. You may or may not know about some of the things that have been going on recently, but we've got food and beverage lecturer and Andrew Bisconti here to get us up to speed. Okay, thanks for your time today, Andrew. So what's been going on at the Summer Row restaurants? Well, it's been really exciting over the summer. We decided to uh, to go back to our to our roots and call it Restaurant at Birmingham College of Food. Now, I think a lot of your HE students will recognise that globally as being uh, something that we're known for instead of University College Birmingham. Yeah. But I certainly know the Birmingham and the Midlands uh, 
sort of residents remember us as that. And when we say UCB, they never really know us, but College of Food makes sense. So we're back to Restaurant Birmingham College of Food. We've amalgamated the restaurants into one. We're running lunch and dinner Monday to Friday. But watch this space. You never know about Saturdays. Okay, that's just a quick heads up on that one. Um, and the menu's consistent all week. So lunchtime, it's very much a relaxed menu. You can come on in and... Uh, actually, there is a burger on there, quite ironically, but there's some beautiful dishes there, pork dishes and uh, some great vegetarian alternatives. And, and we've we're given a big, massive nod to Birmingham by including Balties, uh, really? including uh, some of the, the, the regional farm produce. So our pork is, is a regional pork. Um, so we're not kind of doing it because we're not thinking about the local, but we're actually making it suit. Um, and then the dinner menu itself, we, it's, a, it's a nod to fine dining. We want to call it contemporary uh, quality cuisine um, but what is brilliant at the moment we're not just running it in the restaurant we're doing it in the bar as well so you can come along and you can have the same menu in the bar as in the restaurant the same service but actually when you walk in there's this different buzz about the bar now um, if you want to do come and do a lunch with us at the moment we've got 50% off up to the end of November Sorry. and that's on food and non-alcoholic drinks and actually there's 25% off alcoholic drinks but you're all in lectures after so you can't go into that um, but check our website for that. But yeah, if you come along, lunch or dinner, um, you'll see a different atmosphere. So if you've been in there before, you'll know it as feeling different. But now there's a real buzz. You go in the bar and there's cocktails and you've got 16 to 18 year old students making these fantastic cocktails. And, you know, we were analysing the statistics on sales on these cocktails and it's way more than they've ever been in the past because it's visual. People can see what's going on. It's an experience. Um, or you can dine in a restaurant, which is a slightly calmer environment if you want it to be a bit quiet and have a have a get-together, you know. And, and it sounds weird saying today, a get-together. But if you are living in student accommodation and there's six of you all in the same flat, the same bubble, well, actually, you are entitled then to, to come along and have that meal together as, as six. Um, so whilst COVID and Tier 2 does seem a bit restrictive, actually, there are ways that... You're not breaking any rules, but also staying safe as well by coming in. Yeah, brilliant. And actually on that note of COVID as well, I know some of you are thinking, well, dining out is a bit worrying. Well, we, we stick to the very strict COVID uh, hospitality rules, very much big space in between tables. All the staff and students are wearing masks. Um, and actually we were even not handling the food plates ourselves. We're asking customers to take the food off the tray. So there's very minimal contact, very minimal opportunity for, for transfer. And in these worrying times, I think yourselves, customers, need to feel safe. Yeah, and it's a great opportunity for staff and students to, to go in and help, you know, support the learning of other 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 students. So what? is it open to staff and students to go in? Because, I mean, I've seen people go in and they've booked in and they're, they're external guests and that kind of thing. Is it how would a staff member or a student, student member book to go to the restaurant? Well, it's quite interesting. I think sometimes staff and students are put off by the fact that they think it's only externals yeah. well no it, we really want the staff and students to come in you know i'm seeing students come through who are dining then they go you know what we never knew that these young people could do this kitchen food fantastic the restaurant service fantastic and all these young people producing that but also you know students shouldn't feel that it's different to any of the other outlets we do we've got quality outlets in moss house yep. uh, in mcintyre house and obviously there's the the fe student outlets up in Richmond House and somewhere around. Well, the reality is, you, you're a customer, so view the restaurants as being accessible to you. Mm. Last week, we did have a number of students come in, but they were coming in on their own because I don't think they knew they could within their flat bubbles come in. Yeah. So we certainly encourage it. And also make yourself known as a student so we can give you that extra bit of information about what they're achieving on their course and where they progress on to. 
because that's important that you know their journey because don't forget you're there to support our teaching and their learning as well and that's and, important and to get great food well yeah you know that, that's tertiary <laughs> but yeah why not you might that as well go for that yeah well. that helps <laughs> Um, so how would they book then? Is it is there on the website or phone up or just turn up or what can well, they do? Right, okay. I would love you to go to the website first and check yeah. out. There. So it's restaurant.ucb.ac.uk. Okay. Um, and then you can follow the menus through and there's a reservation button on there. There's a business sense behind that as well. It costs us less if you do it that way. Yeah. But you can go through Open Table uh, directly. Uh, you can ring up as well. The most efficient way is to book online though. Um, yeah. And if you look at our new restaurant, you'll see the student focus, you'll see the menus, there'll be all the offers that pop up on there as well. Um, and anything that's coming in the future will be there. The Christmas menus launch as well. And I think for a number of people, actually, that'd be a good thing that if you want to get together with your uh, with your household that you're, you're living with. Um, or, or bring your family in even. Oh, absolutely. Come, come along bring, with your family. Your, obviously your household. Yeah. And because the, menu, the Christmas menu is different than the normal menu, it challenges the students in a different way. And that's important. That's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. But ironically, when people come through, they, they really just see us as a fantastic restaurant that has students in it and so on. So it's a, it's a real package when you come along. But yeah, book online. Did I hear something right recently about the, uh, the restaurant being one of the top culinary schools oh. in Europe? Is that is that? Yeah, right? so what, we are top 15 in yeah. culinary. That was Actually, that was released not long ago, wasn't it? That yeah, was, I'm on my game, Andrew. Yeah, that's good. I'm good, good to know you're watching us. So it's, <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, for for right reasons. In Europe. Yeah. Now, you imagine, bad. we've been doing this 110 years. Yeah. So if you think of Downton Abbey, those are the people we used to train. Yeah. Uh, so we should be there. And we are there. And when you visit the restaurants, you will see all our centre of excellence uh, plaques around. And they're real. And we've got centre of excellence uh, for, let me think now, we've got um, for fish, for meat, for poultry, uh, for service, which is, which is a brilliant accolade for the front of house kids. Yeah. Um, we then also got double A, a co- rosettes for college restaurants. Uh, we are listed amongst the uh, the top ten in Birmingham to visit. We must tries. If you look at Google reviews, we are I can't remember what number we are now. Seventeenth. If you look at TripAdvisor, we're sixteenth in Midlands out of two thousand. Not bad. We are flying high. Just missing that Mitchell and Star now, aren't you? Is that well? Is that yeah. The, is that the next plan? Oh, is don't that? do that to us. <laughs> right. Okay, that would be. Yes. So okay. students and staff have got a great opportunity to have lovely food discounted uh, for the next month. Yep, so up to the end of November, up then the, the Christmas menu kicks in then. Yeah, Yeah. Um, and also to support the, the learning of, of fellow students and, yeah. and, you know, get involved with the UCB community. Um, just to finish off then, so I'm going to put you on the spot, three reasons why students should go to, or staff, let's throw staff in there as well, should go to the restaurant at UCB. Oh, that is on the spot, actually. I can't think of reasons not to. That's the problem. So if, you, if you're going to come along, expect to, to see these students develop right in front of you. You'll see the food come out and you wonder how it got there to such a high quality. So you know there's, there's developing in there. So that's one reason. Come and see the students grow right in front of you, literally right in front of you. Secondly, come and get some great food and great service and great cocktails. Uh, obviously, if you're in lecture, forget the cocktails. Um, but yeah, come and see some great produce and great industry reflective, you know, foods and drinks. Yeah. Uh, what's the third reason? Well, without yourselves, we can't help the students become what they are and where they're going. You know, I've just heard one, a front of house young lady working at O'Themes just been offered a position up at uh, Moorhall over in Lincolnshire. So five AA rosettes 
restaurant because she got a talent spotted and she'd come through the ranks. So support those students in getting to those heights. There you go, three reasons. I'll give you many more. But. Three great reasons. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time and hopefully I'll see you it's in the right, restaurant no soon. All right.